But dear brothers and sisters, I shared with our brothers and sisters in the southwest over the past few days many lessons that contain this concept of being a high aspirer and achieving that which is better and greater. Because this is the reality. Islam came to make us the best. Islam came to remove this word known as mediocrity from our vocabulary. This is a fact. And I shared with them that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He gave us the best book, the Qur'an. And He gave it to us via the best angel, Jibreel alayhi salam. And He gave it to the best messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And He revealed it in the best month, the month of Ramadan. And on the best night, the night of power, Laylatul Qadr. And in the best language, the Arabic language. And in the best place, Makkatul Mukarramah. And in this book, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Kuntum khayra ummatin ukhrijat linnas. That you are the best of people. Allah gave us the best of everything. So how does mediocrity become part and parcel of our lives? How does this concept of us being low achievers become part and parcel of our lives? It can't be. For Allah has created us for Jannah. Now remember that ayah we discussed at the beginning, which was the ayah. لِمِثْلِ هَذَا فَلْيَعْمَلِ الْعَامِلُونَ This ayah is an ayah in Surah Al-Safat. Allah says, for this let the strivers strive. What does this mean? This is described in the ayat before it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِلَّا عِبَادَ اللَّهِ الْمُخْرَصِينَ But not the chosen servants of Allah. Meaning retrogression. A bad ending. A life of low achievement. This is not for who? Ibadallah, who al mukhlasin the sincere servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ulaik lahum rizqum ma'lum. Those they will have a provision determined. Fawakih wahum mukrabun fruits and they will be honored. Where? Fi jannatin na'im in gardens of pleasure. Ala sururim mutaqabilin on thrones facing one another. يُطَافُ عَلَيْهِمْ بِكَأْسٍ مِّن مَعِينٍ There will be circulated amongst them a cup with contents from a flowing spring. بَيْضَاءٍ لَذَّةٍ لِلشَّارِبِينَ White and delicious to the drinkers. لَا فِيهَا غَوْلٌ وَلَا هُمْ عَنْهَا يُنزَفُونَ No bad effect is there in it. Nor from it will they be intoxicated. وَعِنْدَهُمْ قَاصِرَاتُ الطَّرْفِعِينَ And with them will be females, women, limiting their glances with large beautiful eyes. كَأَنَّهُنَّ بَيْضٌ مَكْنُونَ As if they are delicate eggs, well protected. We know that the chick is born in an egg and the egg's job is to protect it. It's delicate. The chick is delicate. And the egg protects it. It's that box which provides it with protection. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, as for these females, they resemble this concept. As if they were delicate eggs well protected. فَأَقْبَلَ بَعْضُهُمْ عَلَىٰ بَعْضٍ يَتَسَاءَلُونَ And they, meaning, they will approach one another, inquiring of each other. The people of Jannah will approach one another, inquiring of each other. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, a speaker amongst them will say, indeed when I used to live on earth, I had a companion. Yaqul, a'innaka lamin al-musaddiqeen, who would say, are you indeed of those who believe? أَإِذَا مِتْنَا وَكُنَّا تُرَابًا وَعِظَامًا أَإِنَّا لَمَدِينُونَ Subhanallah, this person used to say that when we have died and become dust and bones, will we indeed be recompensed, be brought to task for that which we used to do? Is this possible? Do you believe this as a reality? قَالْ هَلْ أَنْتُمْ مُطَّلِعُونَ He will say, would you care to look? فَالطَّلَعْ فَرَآهُ فِي سَوَاءِ الْجَحِيمُ and this person will look for that companion. And where will he find him? Amidst the hellfire. He will say, by Allah, you almost ruined me. And if it was not for the favor of my Lord, I would have been of those brought in to the hellfire. Then, are we not to die? Except for our first death, and we will not be punished. Indeed, this Jannah that we are that this person will be in, he will say, Indeed, this is a great attainment. This is the prize for who? The high aspire. Thus Allah says in the ayah after that, it is for this Jannah, O servants of Allah, and it is for this Jannah, O children of Adam, that you should strive, that the strivers should strive. Never ever set your bar low. Always set it high. I told the brothers the other day about a saying in the English language by Michelangelo. He says, the travesty is not in setting your bar high and not achieving your goals. The travesty is in setting your bar low and achieving it. Because you become complacent. Once you start achieving, you become complacent and you say, I've done. You enter a state of delusion. Set high goals. Aim the sky. In fact, aim the moon because there's footprints on the moon. Right? There's footprints on the moon. Raise your aspirations. This is what it's about, O servants of Allah. Don't just say, I'm going to become a doctor. Say, I'm going to be the best doctor. Don't just say, I'm going to be a lawyer. Say, I'm going to be the best lawyer. Don't just say, I'm going to become a hafiz. Say, I'm going to be the best hafiz. Don't just say, I'm going to contribute to this conference. Be the best contributor. Do it for the sake of Allah. And do it properly. This was the way of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, our servants of Allah. And we say Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we believe in him as the final messenger. Thus let's adopt from his sunnah, from his way. He was a perfectionist in everything that he did. And everything he did, he did it with the highest of aspirations. If we take one example from his life sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the example of him being a da'i, which was the prerogative behind him being sent. We see that he had the highest aspirations in that as well. We know he used to cry if a person passed away upon shirk. By Allah, ask yourself. Let us ask ourselves. When last did we cry for a person who died upon shirk? When last did we cry when our neighbor never observed salah in the masjid? When last did we cry when our friends Miss the salah altogether. When last did we have a sleepless night? When our brothers and sisters in another country are suffering? When last? By Allah, let us ask ourselves. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam cried when 
one person would pass away upon shirk. He didn't want to be any da'i. He wanted to be the best da'i. That everyone died upon Islam. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells him, فَلَا تَذْهَبْ نَفْسُكَ عَلَيْهِمْ حَسَرَاتِ That do not let yourself perish over these disbelievers, over them in regret, that they're denying your message. Do not, do not let yourself perish. Subhanallah, look how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes his situation. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees him in depression. Why? Because they're not accepting the message, that which is good for them. He set the bar so high that he could not accept their denial of the message. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was to strive. It's not like you and I today. We say, khalas, we told him, let him learn the hard way. Today we leave a person, isn't it? That's what we do. We tell him once, tell him twice, and khalas. Lakum deenukum waliyadeen. Right? You learn the hard way. It's either you listen and learn properly, or we will talk tomorrow and... <laughs> This wasn't the case with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Thus Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes his situation. Do not make yourself die and perish in regret over the situation. But Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam would. Thus in Surah Al-Kahf, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? فَلَعَلَّكَ بَاقِعُ النَّفْسَكَ أَيْ قَاتِلُ النَّفْسَكَ That perhaps you will kill yourself over these people's denial of your message. This was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The highest aspirations. Remember, our goals, our objectives are based upon our aspirations. When you set your goals, and it happens, you ask somebody, what do you expect to get in your exam? He says, you know, if I get 80%, I'm happy. Why did he say 80 and not 90? Because that's the level of his aspiration. You ask the next person, he goes, no, it has to be 95. But 85 is an A. He goes, I know, but 95, that's my, that's my goal. Why? Because he has a higher aspiration. Like I tell the brothers and the sisters studying Islam, I don't settle for 80%. Because you're going to be teaching the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Do you want to teach it at the level of 80%? It's an amana. You should aim for the best. And if your aspirations are high, it might mean that you have sleepless nights studying. It might mean that you traveling to a sheikh for extra lessons. It might need that. But the person who's settling for 80, immediately we see everything around him settle upon his desire for 80. The one who wants 95 goes to school after school, he's going for extra lessons. The one who wants 80 goes to school after school, goes to sleep. Right? All, it's all tied. Your goals, your targets, your objectives, all this is based on your aspirations. Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had such a high aspiration that it almost harmed him sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was dedicated and concerned. Thus he stood on Safa and he announced Tawheed and he was cursed by Abu Lahab. Then he didn't stop there. He went into the markets of Mecca and called to Tawheed and they threw sand on his face. And he never stopped there. Thus he went to Ta'if and invited them to Islam. And they stoned him until he bled, La ilaha illallah. And he never stopped there. Subhanallah. Such high aspirations, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Then he was offered to have the city of Ta'if destroyed. But he chose to make dua that their progeny become believers. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Such high aspirations, La ilaha illallah. Allahi 
وما أرسلناك إلا رحمة لله العميد Allah indeed was apt when he said to his Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa we have not sent you except as a mercy to mankind sallallahu alayhi wa My brothers and sisters, we know about ulul himmah. Nothing I'm saying here is foreign. But this sitting is just to revise that which we know and remind each other to that which we know. وَذَكِّرْ فَإِنَّ الذِّكْرَى تَنْفَعُ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ in reminding one another there's benefit for us. Everything I've shared, it's something we know. But inshallah, it will act as a means of reviving something we forgot. And a means of us revising our resolutions, our yearly resolutions, our quarterly resolutions. The month of Ramadan came and went. How many of us have continued with those wonderful ibadat that we started in Ramadan? The Qur'an we used to read daily, has it continued? The Salat al-Duha that we began reading in Ramadan, has it continued? Looking after the Sunan al-Rawatib, has it continued? Asking the Masjid if it needs any help, has it continued? Or have we stagnated because of low aspirations? Understand this, O servant of Allah and O children of Adam. Benchmark yourself. I'll end off with an inspirational story. And that is the story of Ibn Umm al-Maktum, the blind mu'addin of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. This sahabi radiallahu an was blind. He lacked sight. But he indeed had insight. He lacked sight, but he had insight. Today we have people who have sight, but they lack insight. Right? They have sight, but they lack insight. We said the other day today, we don't have people of vision. We have people of television. Right? This Sahabi was blind, but he had insight. He was the Mu'addin. And he loved Adhan. And he practiced this concept of calling to the greatest worship, Salah. This Sahabi passed away after the battle of Qadisiyah. During the reign of Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu anhu. And there's two narrations to his death, but I'll share with you one. I'll share with you one. Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu an commanded the Muslims to form an army for the battle of Qadisiyah. And as Umar is checking the army, he sees this blind person ready, radiallahu an, for war. And Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu an says, Where are you going? He says, I'm going with the army. He says, But you're blind. You don't need to. There's no haraj upon you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran said, upon the blind person there's no haraj. There's no haraj. You don't have to. He goes, I want to. So Umar said, what will you do there? He says, I will increase the number of Muslims on the battlefield. I will be a means of showing the enemy that we much more. Subhanallah. Ulu al-himma. High aspirations. This is a blind man. Not saying, Allah, I'm blind, I'm sitting here. I'll see you when you get back. May Allah be with you. La. High aspirations. High aspirations. I'm going with them. Radiallahu an. And it is said that he passed away on the battlefield holding the flag. The liwa. The flag of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. He died upon that. And that is how he will be raised on the day of Qiyamah. O servants of Allah and O children of Adam, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us the understanding, to accept from us. There's a saying in the Arabic language, 
مَنْ شَابَ عَلَى شَيْبَاتَ عَلَيْهِ That whoever becomes old upon a habit will die upon that habit. Don't become old except upon the habit of having high aspirations in your life. Don't forget Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's statement that don't ask for any jannah but ask for the best jannah. Don't forget that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala declared us to be the best of all nations. So let us be the best to our parents, to our children, to our spouses, to our teachers, to our communities, to every environment that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala places us in. Let us become the makers of change and the shapers of change. Let us become people who see and not people who just take up space and are seen. Let us make things happen and not just watch things happen. Yesterday I told your brothers and sisters in Bristol that there's other people as well who have the habit of always saying, what happened? They don't make it happen. They don't see it happen. They're always uninformed. So when you speak about something, they go, hold on, hold on, hold on. What happened? Let us be people who make things happen and not people who watch things happen. Wallahi, the world and the ummah requires a revival. Let us take our rightful place and become the revivers. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept. Ameen. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Everything corrected is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and He is perfect. And any mistakes are from myself and shaitan. And I seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's forgiveness. وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين والسلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته